You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 110 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. It's hot. It's hot it, in Melbourne. It is How hot. are you going? I'm well, I'm well. It is, um, yes, relatively warm here in Sydney as well. We're about to have a heat wave. So I'm very thankful for my air conditioning. Mm. Uh, yes. But, um, yeah, when it gets hot in Melbourne, it's pretty stinky. It's uh, It's been the worst kind of hot. It's been humid hot. Mm, so yes. my air con doesn't really work. I've got the evaporative kind, not the, the refrigerated, which you probably have. <laughs> and uh, it's like my home is on a slab, so when it gets really stinky hot, there's this layer of film on the floorboards. Like oh. the humidity. Yeah, it's gross. Okay. You That's... sort of slide around everywhere. Ew. Yeah. That sounds lovely. So just like waiting for that to go away. It's a bit better today, uh, but it, like yesterday I was out shooting in 40-degree uh, heat. Oh, my God. Like a bit drier too yesterday, but it's still like, oh, my God. Unbearable. Yes, unbearable. The Northern Hemisphere, like I'm seeing posts on uh, in the Facebook group about snow, snow, snowflakes. Longingly going, oh, that'd mm. be nice. Bit mm. of snow now would be lovely. <laughs> mm, absolutely. Well, how has 2017 kicked off for you so far? It's been pretty good, Val. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been, I've had a little bit of a break, and um, yeah, which is great. And I've been uh, doing a bit of binge watching, Val. I've well, got what a have new you been binge? Show, what, new what favorite show. Oh my god, it's the best! What? I didn't think I would like this show, The Crown. I told you about The Crown. I don't think you did. I did so. Maybe you did and I wasn't listening. But oh, that's unusual. I see something as like a historical drama or sci-fi or anything, I'll just go, no. Mm. But for some reason I'm like, ah, oh, this actually looks all right. And I've heard so many rave reviews that yes. I thought I'll give it 10 minutes. <laughs> yes. Right? And I started you. watching and I'm like, I'm so into it that I keep stopping episodes and then I have to look up the actual um, real event. I know, and me then too. YouTube videos, like I had to watch her coronation. Yeah. And then I go to Pinterest, Val. This is how geeky I've gotten about all of this. <laughs> then I go to Pinterest and Google the outfits that the Queen was wearing. Are you serious? I'm serious. Why? And I just like need to know, and I think I love it so much because it's set in the fifties. And um, the other thing I love, uh, and for 
photographers, I think the cinematography of The Crown is so beautiful. And Amazing. whoever's responsible for that must be a photographer because you look at the images and they're like a series of still images. You go, oh, my God, that's such a great shot. Then the next mm. shot, you go, oh, my God, that's a great shot. Then the lighting is incredible. It's like the palace has constantly got this kind of mist about it. Have you noticed? And yeah. sort of the, the light coming through the windows is this beautiful soft light and then everyone is lit so beautifully and it's like perfect Rembrandt lighting. Or And, um, yeah. oh. and of course, if anyone has been living under a rock or on another planet and you don't know what we're referring to, we are referring to the television series The Crown, which is been released on Netflix and it's about the reign of Queen Elizabeth around the time of her coronation in the 1950s and it's the most expensive television series ever made at a hundred million dollars and uh, yes it's very very it's, it's a very good show. Oh, it's just so good. The best mm. binge watching ever. So loving that. Pretty good. And uh, I've been riding my bike a bit and I'm getting ready to go for my license for reels. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, yeah, just stealing myself for that. So that's uh, that that's exciting. <laughs> and uh, what else have I been doing? That's so you mean your motorbike, about. you mean your motorbike license? Yes. Mm. Are you going to get a Harley or something? No, I'll stick to the Vespa. No, I'm not going to go. I don't want anything more powerful. I'm happy to just like I'm a bit bit afraid of uh, anything, you know, too big and powerful. And I probably, you know, when those bikes are very heavy and when yes. I stopped at the lights, I'd probably <laughs> fall over. Fall over, yes. <laughs> but mm. it's really nice when it's hot and you go out on the bike because it's like the the sort of the, the breeze drops the temperature by about yes. four degrees. So it's right. actually lovely. I quite oh. enjoy it. It's pretty there nice. It's like aircon. Um, and how's all your uh, – have you been out boogie boarding, Val? I have indeed. I'm now in the market for a wetsuit. Uh-huh. So I need to find an appropriate one um, that's also sealed because I'm quite scared of the cold. And so um, – Do you know the trick for that, Val? What's that? When you Did- get out in the cold in your wetsuit, what the surfers do? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. But it's like a well-known trick amongst surfers, especially in winter when they're out surfing, just to keep that like another (laughs) layer of warmth in in the – so just make sure you drink a lot before you go out into the surf. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And – then you just do a little wee in your wetsuit. And okay. It you- I'll do that. Yes, of course. That's so classy. It is classy, but that's what they do. Uh, okay. You ask your world championship bodyboarder, um, boogie boarder Person. mentor, have he's ever done it? I bet, bet he has. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, okay, so... Um, I'm not going to do that, no. And um, uh, so, yes, I have been bodyboarding. I've also been weaving. Um, uh-huh. Yes, and I have been uh, exploring other areas of art. So it's been a really fun uh, period, actually. Hmm. Quite creative, Yeah, I've been spending a lot of time on eBay buying various weaving things. I'm and guess what I'm going to weave next. What are you going to weave? A photograph. 
Oh my god, what's the photo? Um, I'm going to weave the warp side of things, as in the up and down bits. Uh, it's going to be um, a rainy black and white Melbourne scene, and the weft the things that go across way, so I have to cut them. It's going to be like a very iconic um, Australian summer kind of scene. So it's going to be – but I'm not going to weave the whole thing. I'm going to weave like maybe two-thirds of it or or half of it and leave the rest of the bit stringy. I don't. It's a bit hard to describe, but I'll show you when it's done. So – the weaving, what is it that you like? Is it kind of like it's like meditative? Like when you're doing it, you just go into a zone and just in, out, in, out, in, out, you just get into the zone? Is that what you like about it? Yeah, and that you can do it in front of the TV, watching, binge watching. So I binge watched Stranger Things with uh-huh. um, Winona Ryder. Yeah. Um, so that was quite fun. It's a bit scary though, but, yeah, it was good. And you feel like you're, you're doing something productive by weaving. Mm. So yeah. do you knit? No. What might be the next thing, Val, for you? No, I'm not going to. No, knit. you say that with such like dis- disdain. Like, no, <laughs> I wouldn't knit. <laughs> yeah, you're weaving. So, will I get a blanket or something at some point that you've weaved, or a wall hanging, or something? Do you want a wall hanging? Um. Well, thank you know, if you weaved me something, well, I, obviously the answer was no. Oh my god, you no, weren't very I would enthusiastic love that you weave for me. You weren't very you enthusiastic weave, about you don't that. You weave blankets though, do you? You weave wall hangings. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah. love a wall hanging, Val. I would hang it in my office, <laughs> and I would look at it every day and go, Valerie made that for me. Really? You'd hang it in your office? I'll hang it in my office. Maybe I should weave one of your photographs. Wow, that'd be cool. Mm. I'd love to see. I'd like want to see the before and after. You need to post in the uh, Facebook community, Val. Progress. All right, well, I'll show you the. You're going to Instagram the progress. Yeah, I'll show you the um one that oh. I'm going to do, the one I just described, and you can decide whether you would prefer to have one of something like that with your photography, or huh? whether you want a wall hanging that's you know textured like with wool and stuff. Right. I'd like mm. to see what the photos look like. That's I'm intrigued, Val. I mean, I'm I'm serious. I've got, I've become obsessed. I, and yeah, I don't I'm like it. That's not surprising, Val. I know yes. you would become obsessed by it. I've already, you know, <laughs> mapped out the strategic vision and 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 how to scale. I've already contacted potential people for commissions. I have. Is there an exhibition in the wings? Oh, uh, no. Um, not so much that I haven't gone down that path yet, but, uh-huh. um, yeah, I, I'll tell you later who I've contacted. I don't want to say it out loud yet. <laughs> so you're not listening to, so you want to be a weaver? No, this is a but photography podcast, isn't it, Val? <laughs> so maybe we should talk about some photography now. Yes, let's move on. <laughs> we want to give a big shout out to Mike Hickman. Oh my goodness, Mike! We were so happy when we heard from you on Twitter because uh, we had a little bit of too much of a good time with episode with the first episode of 2017, mm-hmm. where we did that with a bottle of champagne each, and. Um, mm-hmm. 
kind of uh, went a bit longer than we normally would. <laughs> and about so 40 minutes. <laughs> the, Mike Hickman was the first person to let us know that he listened all the way to the end. And because of that, Mike, we want to reward you <laughs> and say <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, you poor thing. And say congratulations for making it to the end. We want to reward you and very soon we are releasing so at GinaMilitia.com Gina is releasing the mega pack of Lightroom presets and it everything amazing is in it and that's going to be released very soon and you Mike are going to be the first person to receive that with our compliments woohoo just yes. for putting up with our drunken ramblings exactly <laughs> exactly we also want to give a shout out to Glenn Mischuski uh, who has left us a review on iTunes. And Glenn has said, thank you for sharing all your great knowledge. And he has said, wow, ladies, you are such an inspiration. Have been listening to you for over a year now and, like everyone, have learned so much. I have you on repeat in my van as I do my delivery run during the day. Help me with so many things and loving the gold community. You two are so funny together. Wish you both and all the team behind the scenes a Merry Christmas and a great new year. Look forward for the laughs and great knowledge in the new year. <laughs> Here's me giving you a big cheers with the jar of Nutella for Christmas and the Happy New Year. <laughs> Thank you, Glenn. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Glenn. What, that's just wonderful. Really appreciate you taking the time to give us that feedback. And if anyone else has 30 seconds to, to leave us a review or rating on iTunes, we'd really be grateful because it helps us in the rankings. Now, Gina, I'm really excited about this uh, week's episode because it's about how to take awesome black and white photos. Now, I didn't even know that this was the topic that you were going to cover this week, and it's been interesting because I've been kind of thinking about this photography weaving, believe it or not, and I've I've chosen these two black and white photos just because I'm not really sure why, to be honest. I just liked the the difference in the two images and I wanted to see them merged. But I think what you're saying is that black and white is the new black. Black and white is the new black. Black and white is so hot right now. Uh, And uh, I'm just seeing it everywhere. And it's it's really interesting because I'm noticing a lot of the photos that are being shared in both in the gold community and in the Facebook group. There is uh, everyone else uh, seems to be getting the black and white bug as well. And I know I'm absolutely obsessed at Mm. the moment. And it's really interesting, Val because two years ago, even a year ago, I I wouldn't even think of um, converting any of my files to black and white. I just Mm. didn't didn't have the urge, had zero interest in black Mm. and white, zero. And like you look at uh, a lot of the stuff that was posted maybe up until a couple of years ago and really it was all about colour and it was all about um, maybe desaturated tones. Like photos do go in and out of fashion. Styles go in and out of fashion, and we're coming into a big black and white phase right wow. now. So, okay. and and what I did when I was working on the notes for this podcast, Val, I went through my archive and 
looked at a lot of uh, different photos that I was all about the colour and I started thinking, well, maybe this would be a good black and white and bang, they, they look amazing. And now, now I just want to take my whole folio and convert the lot to black and white. I know I can't do that, but it, it, I'm seeing in black and white now. I'm wow. obsessed. You know how you get obsessed with stuff? Like, yes. Not, not unlike, you know, you do too. It's like... <laughs> weaving a black and white image at the moment. But it must be uh, uh, something in the air, the collective consciousness. Yeah. We're all sort of starting to think in black and white. And yeah. I, I think it's like what we talked about a couple of – a few episodes ago about the trends for, for the 2017. There is this real nostalgia, this need to get back to authentic – uh, authenticity and uh, black and white is authentic. So before I launch into all yeah. of this, Val, it's time. It's time. Yes. For a quote. Okay. Go on. When you photograph people in colour, you photograph their clothes. But when you photograph people in black and white, you photograph their souls. And that's oh. by Ted Grant. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Right? Yeah. When I started shooting back in the film days, mm. you had to make a choice ahead of time of whether you wanted to shoot in colour or black and white because yes. you bought your film in either colour or black and white. So you yep. had to really carefully think about what you were going to use uh, the images for and before you decided ha how you would shoot. And uh, for the most part, when I was uh, – early on in my career, all my black and white stuff was for actors' headshots because actors' headshots mm. used to be shot in black and white. And this yep. is because it was the main reason that actors got their headshots in black and white in the early days was because mm. it was cheaper to print lots of them yep. than it was to get colour ones printed. So that's why we shot actors' headshots in black and white. So I'd do all my actors' headshots in black and white. My arty stuff was in black and white. Mm. And whenever I was doing uh, paid commercial gigs it would always be in color and then there were times when a client would say oh we I think we should do both for this so we would shoot a role in black and white a, a mm. role in color and then we'd shoot a role in black and white so we had both and yeah. that's how we used to do nowadays you don't have to think like that. So you can go out and shoot everything in colour and convert it to black and white. Yep. But it's really good to know a few uh, little tips and techniques about your approach to photographing things in colour to be converted into black and white and you're okay. going to get a much better image because there's certain things you can look for that are really going to help and there's definitely certain subjects that look better in black and white and there's uh, lots of different aspects of the image that are going to uh, convert better to black and white. So mm -hmm. the, when you think about black and white, the thing about it is when you look at a black and white image, so why did you pick a black and white image for your wall mural? Mm, I think um, because because I'm weaving them, um, I think that if they were colour and they were both images were colour, it would get really confused looking, mm. you know, because there's two yes. images merging, right? Right. Yeah, and so one, and so I've picked black and white, and one is sort of like a greyish, rainy Melbourne scene, and one is really bright, bright days of summer. So 
that, you know, tonally they're quite different. So hopefully when they're woven, you can see them both because you can focus on different things. Exactly. And that's Mm. one of the great things about black and white. It takes away any distractions of Mm. colour and it, it forces the viewer to focus on the light, the form, the texture and the contrast, the image itself. There aren't any distractions. So you you imagine uh, a street scene where there's uh, lots of people in the street, mm-hmm. okay? And like it could be a great scene. You take that photo in colour. If you've got people wearing all different kinds of clothes, all different colours, that can be distracting. And I've, I've often done shots where I might have my person up in the foreground and there are people in the background. If I've got one person with a bright pink or bright fluoro orange tracksuit in the background, that's where your eye goes. It goes yeah. to the most colourful. And that can it can ruin a shot because it's just like it's so distracting. But when you shoot in black and white, that goes away. There's, there, there isn't that distraction of the, the certain colours. So it just becomes about the person that you're photographing in the foreground. They become the hero of the shot. There's nothing to detract. So black and white is great for that. It, it takes away all the distractions. It's timeless. When you look at a black and white shot, it, there's just something about it that is it's so sexy and timeless. And, and this is why I love black and white and this mm. is why I'm so obsessed with it at the moment. Mm-hmm. Why weren't you obsessed with it two years ago? I don't know, Val. I think, I think um, there was there was a – there was a period through, I know, through the 90s and there was probably at the start of uh, this century where I did a lot of, of shooting in black and white as well or converting my images to black and white and then it got to the point where it's like – do you know how when I find a new food that I love? <laughs> yes, and you eat it like all I the time. It, it's like I'll find the new thing for lunch and I'll yep. have it every day. Yes. And, and then I can't eat it anymore because I'm yep. sick of it. Yep. Well, I do say <laughs> with the photography trend. So I think I did black and white to death that I just got sick of it and I was just looking for colour. Right. Mm-hmm. And it just, it really was out of vogue. There was something that felt old fashioned or whereas it was all about this, I was just so into this grungy faded look that mm. I became obsessed with it. Mm. And now I'm at the point where I've almost had enough. I still like it, mm. but I love black and white more now. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. I see. Your affections have moved. <laughs> all right. So, so when you were saying you, even if you're shooting it in colour, mm. you kind of need to know some things sorry, shooting in a colour and you may then eventually convert it to black and white, you need to kind of take certain things in consideration when you're deciding on what to shoot. Is that right? Exactly. So I believe uh, Mm. before you can really understand black and white, you need to understand how colour works and how Mm. it's affected, certain colours are affected when they're converted to black and white. Now, you can go out and just shoot lots of different things and come back to your computer and start converting them to black and white and get lucky and and be surprised and that's an exciting way to do it. Mm. But if you really start to understand how colour works and what what works best in black and white you're going to get a better result and there's so much more you can do with your image so what i've done um 
in the show notes. And again, I'll, we'll do our best to explain this so that you guys don't need to go there. But I've created a couple of color wheels, Val. And like, so I've got a color wheel and I've got blue, magenta, red, orange, yellow, light green, green, and light blue. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, yep. you can see, and I think it's pretty easy to imagine uh, if you have red, and green together, they're contrasting colors. They're the opposite. So they, they pop against each other. So if you had an image that was, say, uh, red tomatoes against a, a, a green backdrop, the, yeah. the, the red really pops. It's a contrasting color, perfect for a color shot. If I then take that image and convert it to black and white, not mm. so much. It kind of all – because what happens is when you convert colours to black and white, there's certain colours that actually read the same. They, they look identical. Oh, so right. what I've done is I've converted the colour wheel to black and white and you can mm. see the colours are named and you can see that red and green and magenta mm. – look identical yes when they're, when they're converted to black and white you can't tell the difference mm. as is blue and orange and light green now this will vary depending on the color tone and the brightness and the yeah, saturation yeah. of the image but it's it's a very a very similar things happen so mm. yellow and light blue when converted to black and white become light gray mm. red green and magenta become uh, like a mid mid grey, so mm. you think about that when you're photographing images, and it's it's a really good exercise to do to make this uh, sort of stand out in your mind is to just grab, have a look at the color wheel, uh, or, or make your own and mm. convert it in, in Lightroom or even Snapseed, and just see what happens to the colors and how similar they are. So, if you want to have a, a good black and white, you want to have contrast so that the, the the image pops. And there's certain images that just look better in colour than they yeah. do in black and white. So the red tomatoes against a green backdrop are, are, are an example of that. So there's that you can see that the two images, I've put those in the show notes and you can see the, the, the conversion and it just – it just pops in colour, mm, not mm. so much in black and white. Mm. I've also there, – there's an image of a, a retro – oh, this bike is so beautiful. I love bikes so yes, much. Yes, you do. <laughs> I love this bike so much. I saw this bike, uh, an image of a bike in New York, and it was a blue bike with white handles, and this looks exactly like the very first bike I got as a child. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and, it, like, and so I love this bike, and it was just beautifully leaned against the wall. Mm-hmm. And I've I've taken a photo of that that bike and mm. I shot it at a shallow depth of field and in the background, so it's a, a sort of a, uh, what would you call that blue, like a powder blue, Val? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. In the background, the yellow cabs of New York yeah. pop against – and so this is what works about the shot. It's the colour that yeah, makes the this blue and the pop. yellow. So suddenly when you – convert this image to black and white it kind of like everything gets lost in the image and you, nothing the bike kind of stands out but it it it, it gets a bit distract it's distracting the background becomes like confusing mm. the bike doesn't really stand out so 
contrasting colors like blue and yellow look amazing in color but converted to black and white very little impact there's mm. also uh, you know when you see so so when you see a really colorful scene or the color in the image sets the mood for a shot like a beautiful sunset should mm. be in color or mm. the beautiful uh, afternoon golden light if that's in an image, that's going to set the, the mood or the tone for the image. So you probably should leave that as as a colour image. It's going to work better. I've yeah. got an image of a beautiful blue sky with the little sexy wispy clouds that you get at a certain time of the year that when you see them you should do lots of stock shots and just save them mm. in your portfolio because it's good to have good cloud stock but the beautiful sky against a uh it's in the philip uh, no vietnam uh boats with an orange sail there mm-hmm. beautiful yeah. contrast colors great in color not so great in black and white. So what I suggest everyone does as an exercise, I did this and was surprised by the results. It's hard to predict what will happen. It's very hard to see in black and white. We're trained to see in colour and it's hard to know what colours, how they're going to convert into black and white. So a really simple thing to do if you're just on the train or you've got 10 minutes at lunch or some spare time get your iPhone out and you probably most people have images loaded up on their phone Mm. convert them to black and white right using say um Snapseed or or whatever conversion software you have on your phone or Mm. even better take take your phone camera and swap it over to black and white mode so so you can swap your phone camera to so that it only shoots in black and white Mm -hmm. and spend 10 minutes having a look through the viewfinder and photographing things in black and white and you'll see that certain images pop and work Mm. and others just look bland because all the greys sort of merge into one like if you've got green red together things like that yeah which brings me to the question of do you think then if we you're suggesting that we um do things in black and white so not necessarily on a smartphone i reckon i i I understand that exercise just do that can you know change it to black and white and um snap a few things and see what um the results are but when we're ready to actually embrace um a whole slew of new black and white images on our cameras is your suggestion to set it to the you know black and white setting or the monochrome setting or whatever and mm-hmm. take the photo actually in black and white or to take the photo in color so that we have the flexibility you know in post processing in uh, of of changing it to black and white and doing other tonal things to it well here's a really cool thing about digital cameras mm-hmm. if you your camera has the capacity to shoot raw mm-hmm. Okay, if you convert the camera settings to shoot in black and white, what it'll do is it'll – and you set your camera to shoot RAW and JPEG at the Mm -hmm. same time. Yeah. Or even if you only set it to RAW, what will happen is the preview – 
the preview screen will show you the image in black and white. The raw file is actually going to be in colour because the camera doesn't have the capacity to convert the file because it's a raw file. It's always going to give you all the information. But as an exercise, it's a really great way to do it, to convert your camera, to shoot black and white, have it set to raw and JPEG. So what you'll get is you'll get the preview JPEG, which is converted to black and white by the camera. Hans ah. does all the work for you. It compresses it. It yes. converts it to black and white in the way that Han, Hans wants it. And so different cameras will have different settings. So you, yes. you could probably choose a high contrast black and white if you wanted to. But great exercise to do. Then you've got the safety of mm. the raw file that mm. you can tweak and convert with all the information in it that you can then take into your uh, raw file processor and convert it to black and white. Right. Or just have both versions, a or color version. And- you decide, oh, my God, I wish I shot this in color. You're going mm. to have it in color anyway. Great. And in two years when you go, if I see, and it's like me with, with like mm. what what's my latest thing that, you know, I can't eat another tub of uh, yogurt ice cream, Val, is another thing I binged on. (laughs) Like you mean coconut yogurt? uh, No, I don't like the coconut. I was just doing Greek style yogurt ice cream. I found an organic one with fresh raspberries. Very oh. nice. But I'm coming to the end of that now. Okay, I've done yes. too much of it. The only thing I can't, I'm not sick of. Yeah, Nutella. Uh-huh. <laughs> For some reason, I will never get sick of that. That yeah. never gets old. Okay. So, yeah, so in two years' time when you're sick to death of black and white, you will still have this whole um, lot of images that you've shot in raw that that you can convert back to color when you get into like maybe after black and white the next phase will be bright super saturated color who knows Mm, mm -hmm. fashion trend Ah, awesome okay that's um that's a great suggestion so what sorts of things do do you have any particular types of things that you think are more mm, better to be shot in black and white you know, yes. the things that we should yeah. look out for? So I think this – if if you haven't – if the listeners haven't done a lot of black and white photography and they want to ease into it, it's like mm. I, 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 I suggest you do the peeling the potato pr- approach again. So we start, we start with <laughs> small steps. Yes. So you learn to peel potatoes before you make the filet mignon. Okay. okay. So yep. okay. So small steps, and there are easy subjects to photograph in black and white that you will get a good result, and they're subjects that are high contrast, that already lack color. They mm. will naturally are going to look awesome in black and white. So imagine that you have, you know, the zebra crossings yes, or, a zebra, yes. or a zebra. A zebra. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. It's going to look awesome in black and white. If you photograph yeah. a zebra, yeah. you've got a black and white image already. Once you convert yeah. that, you go, no, it's going to work. Someone walking across a zebra crossing at, uh, say, early in the morning or late in the afternoon when they cast long shadows. Mm. It's an, an image that, like, if they're wearing black as well, it's an image that's not going to have 
any color in it, when you convert that image to black and white, it looks amazing. Mm. I'll put a couple of examples in the show notes. I've got a woman crossing a zebra. Imagine if you had a woman crossing a zebra on a zebra. <laughs> okay. Wearing yeah. Zebra, you know, you could print. get those zebra shoes. Yeah, wearing zebra print. Yeah. Crossing mm-hmm. a zebra. Crossing. Yeah. <laughs> Equal zebra squared. Okay. Um, zebra d- cubed. Oh, because there's three. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So th- the the image of the woman crossing the zebra crossing in colour looks the same as it does in black and white. There's hardly any difference. There's a little bit of magenta in the foreground and and that's it. So they're easy <laughs> subjects that you okay. know they're going to make black and white. I even found a shot of uh, birds, Val, the mm-hmm. flying above me, which were black and white birds. And converted to black and white, they look amazing. So, so what we've got here is if you do want to check out the show notes at GinaMilitia.com, that's M-I-L-I-C-I-A, what Gina's done is she's got a whole series of shots where she's uh, with, she's featured the colour image and she's featured then the same image converted into black and white. And it's really interesting because in some instances they look very similar and in some instances they look 1,000 times better in mm. in black and white and some instances they look 1,000 times better in colour. So if you exactly. do want to check out those images, they that's where they are in the show notes. But, um, yeah, so the, another one that um, you've got here, Gina, is an iPhone image that's taken um, – somewhere I think it says in London and it seems yep. to be of um, like a almost a not quite deserted but not very populated shopping centre or, or a not very populated you know train station or something and I think, what, a, I think it was like a, it was a train station I can't it, like I spent a day in London this year, <laughs> last year Val and I don't have zero memory of that it was an amazing okay. day I saw a lot but you know so basically, I was on the way somewhere it's kind of a thoroughfare a corridor uh uh, but the roof has is skylights, but uh, the skylights have um, big beams across them, so they're casting this shadow. So there's lots of leading lines in this image, but the and, and the, the the leading lines in the image head away from the camera as far as the eye can see. However, the shops on either side of the corridor are really quite boring shops. They're uh-huh. just – they're closed. They're like a shoe shop. There's like a some kind of food shop or whatever. And the colours are not that interesting. But Jean yes. has converted this to black and white and it looks like amazing. How sexy is it? It's all it's, about the shadows. Yes. And the graphic lines. And so you can take an image that has no zero impact in mm. colour, convert it to black and white, give it a bit more contrast. And so light and shadow and graphic lines are the next step to like after you peel the potatoes, you go and start to look at shadows and graphic details in images. You're going to get 
an excellent looking black and white. So it's worth doing that exercise as well, Val. Look, look for shadows and graphic look for elements. Shadows, shadows okay. photograph beautifully in black and white. They, black and white, you know, shadows were made to be photographed in black and white. And you can see uh, one of my favourite photographers, Cartier Bresson, has done a lot mm. of beautiful images where he's taken them at early morning or late evening when when shadows are very long if, if someone's in the, the way of the shadow you, beautiful shots of people riding bikes and the shadows through the bike just look incredible where that image in color if you had all the color the color of the ground the color of the person what, what they were wearing the color of the bike and everything it becomes a jumble black mm. and white simplifies everything and makes it about the light and the shade the dark and the light and you've got this simplified, beautiful, it becomes all about the image, the bike, the shadow, fantastic. Yes, because it's the, the original image uh, is kind of distracting because you've got these kind of ugly shots on, shops on the side. But as you've said, once you convert it to black and white, it really focuses you, it takes away that distraction. You don't even look at the shops, you look at these amazing shadows that are in the middle of the frame. Mm. So another thing, another um, image that you have here is a fairly close-up image of a um, – carrier of coca-cola I, I don't think they are coca-cola but they look like coca-cola bottles um or you know the old-fashioned coca-cola bottles mm-hmm. um why have you included that and you've got, also got a black and white version now tell us why you've included that so it's probably like 20 coca-cola bottles in a carrier in their own individual sort of compartments so this is one of those images which looks great both in color and black and white because mm. it's almost Again, the image itself doesn't have a lot of color in it. The, the, the featured image, in, in the featured color in this image is red and white mm-hmm. and gray. That's it. But so converted to black and white, it looks great. And it also is simplified. The, the tonal range in the image is simplified anyway, so it looks great either way. So there are images where you can get away with either or, and it just comes down to what you prefer. So this year, at this moment, this image is now black and white for me, Val. Yes. Last year, <laughs> it was all about the colour, darling. All about all right. the <laughs> Fair enough. So, so look for repeating patterns as well. Right. So imagine this crate of uh, drink bottles and if it was Fanta, Coke, what else? What are some other drink labels uh, right. that had fizzy drink? I used to get a crate. When we, when we were kids, we used to get uh, Fanta, Coke, all of that delivered every week, like a crate yeah. of it. Mm. Did you? Did you grow well, up my, da- my, my dad worked for a soft drink company. Oh, my God. Did you get free soft drink? Yeah. Wow, you're one of those kids. Like I always wanted to be. There was like <laughs> kids at school that their mum and dad worked in the chip factory, <laughs> and they were really cool. And then there was other kids who worked. At, the, the The one that was the best was either they owned the milk bar, which was the the yeah, lolly shop, and that was my fantasy as a child to be locked in a milk bar overnight. <laughs> Because I used to think about all the things I would eat in there and, and the order in which I would eat them all. I only ever ate one thing from the milk bar, what? from the lolly chop. What did you have? Eucalyptus lollies, like it, countless. 
I love them. <laughs> no, every every morning I would go and go, can I have 10 cents worth of eucalyptus lollies, please? And I'd get 10 eucalyptus lollies. And sometimes I'd get 20 and I'd eat 20 in the day. No, there's something <laughs> with you, Val. Honestly, no, eucalyptus, eucalyptus is like. But we live in Australia, mate. Yeah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> eucalyptus is for when you're sick and you've got something wrong with you, you rub it on your chest. No, you're that's supposed to eat it. Yeah, you eat it. It's good. No, I, I don't think it. so. <laughs> anyway, so yes. um, different coloured bottles mm. in this shot would have been distracting. Yes. Well, in in the black and white version, in, in the, the colour version. version. In the colour version, yes. But when you if you convert it to black and white, Amazing because it gets mm. rid of that color distraction. So that's how that works. Awesome. The next right. thing to look out for, Val, if you're mm. photographing, wanting to look for great subjects that look amazing in black and white, is texture. What do you so mean by texture? Like uh, old, worn buildings, like crumbling, right. big buildings with, you know, rough and rustic timber, old tree stumps, old piers. That's why trees you see with, like – with bark falling off them. Trees with bark falling off them. Anything like that is going to look amazing in black and white, as do long exposures of water where you've got the, lo- mm. the silky-looking water. Converted mm-hmm. to black and white looks amazing. So I've uh, put also put an image in the show notes of a long exposure of some pier stumps. Mm-hmm. I forgot where I took those. It's somewhere in Australia, somewhere in Victoria actually, (laughs) and it was five hours away. I drove there, I took the photo, and I drove home. Are you serious? I'm serious Mm -hmm. because I misjudged the distance. That's not the first time you've done that. And it was uh, my daughter's birthday that day. She was having a party mm-hmm. and I said, I'm just nipping out while you guys get ready. I'll be back in two hours. And oh. I was two hours late for her. I think it was her 19th birthday party or 20th. Oh. And it was, yeah, it was, yeah, it wasn't good. Anyway, so mm-hmm. um, <laughs> the – Pier stumps look yep. fantastic because you can see all the beautiful texture in yes. the image and it just takes away any distraction of anything that might be around. Uh, beautiful textured doorways where you've got rusted locks and rusted door handles also look amazing. I've got an image in the show notes where I've sort of combined all those things where I've got a shot of an open doorway and I've got a gentleman smoking a cigarette as he's sitting in a bed that was shot in Cuba. You've got the texture of the wall, the texture of the timber, the texture of the locks and all the texture of the floor, black and white. I love this image in colour, Val. Black and white, mm. another level, another level. I'm in love what? with it all again. And this is what's so good about black and white. You can get images that you're just sick to death of looking, and this is what happens as photographers. And I know I've heard people in the Facebook group complain about this, people in the gold community complain about this. I don't like any of my photos. I've certainly experienced this. It's like I've looked at them so much. You get mm. so used to them, you mm. don't like them anymore. 
Mm. Convert them to black and white. You fall in love all over again, and it's like you've looked at them for the first time. I love it's this idea something. because because even if because what you're saying is to explore black and white, you don't actually need to if you don't want to uh, go out and shoot in black and white. You have already a whole ton of your own images. Exactly. See what they look like in black and white, and they could and in and as you've shown in just some of the examples that we're posting in the show notes, they can look totally different so take take the time to convert them and see what happens Val, I haven't shot a single thing in black and white. I've just gone back through my archives yeah. and gone off the floor. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I wish I had have gone around the corner where I knew there was like a particular location of some of these spots. That would have been really good if I had have just focused in on this. So mm. now it's, it's in the converting the images that has taught me so much about what's possible with mm. black and white. So I did say that long exposures where you've got well, like waterfalls and things like that and texture in rocks looks amazing in black and white and the photographer Ansel Adams mm-hmm. certainly did that in his images where he yeah. had you saw lots of beautiful textures and lovely yep. landscapes look amazing. So anything that's gritty and grungy looks fantastic in black mm-hmm. and white. So, you know, I've got images of Cuba where the cars, like the colour, it's about the colour in the cars, but just as sexy in black and white, Val. Got another mm. zebra crossing there. I want to do a zebra <laughs> crossing, a zebra crossing. That would be a great <laughs> album cover. Why didn't the Beatles do that? <laughs> okay. Maybe you can shoot it for someone's album cover. Zebra, the zebras. There must yes. be a band called the zebras for sure. It could be. There's the white so, stripes. And you would be surprised at how many images you might look at. You might see an image and go, ah, oh, that looks good. Nah, it's too busy. Mm. Shoot it in black and white, suddenly all the busyness goes away. So I've got an image which I did like of a line of bikes in front mm-hmm. of a book and card shop. And it was great, but when I converted it to black and white, even better, Val, because yes. all the distractions gone. Yeah, and now it's timeless. Absolutely, you're getting very excited about this, I'm Gina. Very excited about black and white. Very, very excited because it just makes me love the skin tones and textures, and I kind of feel like it's it just makes black and white makes everything better. I'm curious to know uh, whether you think that, you know, it's worthwhile to, you know, because in the past you had to shoot on black and white film. Mm. Not only did you have to shoot on black and white film, if you wanted to get the exact, you know, um, tonal quality that Mm. you wanted, you had to develop your own film and print it Mm. and – and adjust it in the darkroom. How important do you think it is for people to go old school and learn those skills? Well, I'm going to make myself sound really old now by saying this because Mm -hmm. I I think I'm old school, but I have to say that I think that I learnt the most about photography by shooting with film and colour transparency 
because mm. I had to be exact and I had to pre-think and pre-visualize what I wanted to, what I wanted to do, which is exactly what you're saying. So mm. I think a lot of the just go out and shoot and hope for the best mm. approach to photography is only going to get you so far. It's all in the planning. So if you're planning to go out and shoot a particular gritty, contrasty, amazing-looking black and white shot, if you've planned for that and you you know what you're doing, you're going to get a better shot. So uh, the simple exercise of shooting with film, and we we will do a, an entire podcast on this, Val, mm-hmm. how to shoot with film and how to process, because you can actually process film in your laundry at home. Uh, and there's also like dark rooms that you can go and use higher mm-hmm. for not very expensive. But I think mm-hmm. the, the exercise of, of doing that is well worth doing. I, I think it's an excellent idea that you mm-hmm. do that. So I guess people need to look for a course or something that um, uh, it, it, to process film properly. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's not going to make you a better photographer. It, seeing and practicing photography is going to make you a better photographer. So right. there are people that like to go to the expense of having to find a film camera, buy film. It's not cheap. It's not cheap. Mm. I think. If you've got the time and the money, mm. great. It would be a fantastic exercise. If not, just spend the time shooting on digital and shooting in black and white and and seeing what happens. You, you'll get just as much out of it, but still a valuable yes. exercise. It's just yeah. sexy. You black learn so much sexy. when you see you the so much. image appear on the paper as it comes out exciting. of the tray. Yeah, it's, 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 you learn so much about how photography um, – developed literally uh, over the years well you do and and also everything that we do in lightroom and photoshop has evolved from the days in the darkroom so yeah. when i'm when i'm working on images in lightroom or photoshop i do a lot of burning and dodging and that's because mm. when i was working for the 3 months i had a full-time job in my life 3 months fell mm-hmm. i i worked in a, a black and white lab and i had to process film and it wasn't just a matter of exposing the film and then it going into the development you burned and dodged so there was areas that we wanted to have blackout so we we uh dodged those areas and the areas that we wanted to be whiter we burnt those in is that right yeah you burn in the whites dodge the blacks Mm. um to to create the image and that's exactly what Ansel Adams did in the dark room his images did not look like the way they look at straight out of camera. He Mm. pre-visualized how he wanted them to look, took the shot and then took it into the dark room and processed them to get those beautiful dark skies, to get the details in his blacks and uh, the details in his highlights. So definitely a great exercise, although I really do not miss smelling like fixer. (laughs) So that three months I would go out (laughs) after work and or get into someone's car at lunchtime time and go meet them for lunch and they go you reek of fix there was a real <laughs> smell about it it's just like stayed in you yeah yeah it was it's very specific <laughs> I remember being so keen to learn how to process in the dark room and I saved up 
all my money for this um, quite expensive, I think it was six months or something like that, um, course. And I, but I think I'd only gone three times and it was great because we learned, we learned a lot and, you know, I learned how to dodge and burn and all this kind of stuff. And, um, it was still fairly early in the course and then the instructor hit on me and, and I was so young that at the time that I didn't, I just didn't go back because <laughs> he was that hundred. <laughs> Did he hit on you in the dark room? Not in the dark room after oh, class. It would have been creepy. Like- no, it wasn't in the dark room. It was after class. And um, I didn't turn up the next week, I remember, and he rang and he said he, he was very – he said all the right things. He said, I'm really sorry. I hope that what happened the other day doesn't taint your enthusiasm for the court, blah, 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 blah. And, of course, I was so young. At the time I went, oh, of course not. No, it's fine, blah, blah, But I just didn't go back and I spent all this money. Oh, <laughs> you could have really – oh, that's uh, – that's- it's a shame, Valerie. Yeah, it's a shame. But anyway, you got a refund. Yeah. <laughs> you live and learn. <laughs> anyway, uh, long time ago. So hopefully that doesn't happen to anyone anymore. No. <laughs> uh, when they go and do a course, I'm sure that would wouldn't happen uh, anymore. So, all right. Yeah, so if you did it, a course with me or Gina, we won't hit on you. No, never. <laughs> ew, never. <laughs> Don't say ew like. Ew. Our listeners might be hot. No, but I'm sure they are, Val. But it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm a professional. Yeah, exactly. Me too. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, so we've covered all what looks great, what Mm. to look for to get a great black and white. You can only go so far out of camera. You can get a great shot out of camera but mm-hmm. i think the when when the magic really happens is in the post production because that's mm-hmm. when you can really bring out the details and and as i said like all the photographers that you see that their images are great and we people complain about all the the editing that happens these days with digital files so much editing went on with film, it, but it all happened in the dark room. There was a lot of fiddling that happened in the dark room, like your course. I was trying to find, <laughs> I was trying to figure something when you were telling the story, and uh, I'll leave that alone now. Um, okay, do that. So, <laughs> so I've uh, posted, I just want to show you what is possible and how far you can take the image. So I've just found, like, pretty much a random shot and I've chosen this image not because it's a great image, the content isn't fantastic, but it's got a lot of elements to show you what is possible in, say, Lightroom or Photoshop and I've used Lightroom. So I've got an image of... Uh, a cliff that I photographed in Iceland and so Mm -hmm. it's the edge of a cliff it's uh, a a rock face but there's also grass on the top of it and then in the background you've got sexy sky so they're the sexy cloud which is the wispy white clouds and then it's a light blue sky in the background so that's my raw file a straight up conversion and this is the reason why a lot of people are put off converting their images to black and white. And I know when I first started 
shooting in digital and I tried to convert my images to black and white, this is the result I got and this is the result I see from a lot of people who were just a straight-up conversion can often look muddy or flat and Mm. you lose a lot of detail and everything looks the same. Mm. That's because you've got to tweak a little bit more. And the final image that I show you, I've shown what a simple conversion can do and tweaking a couple of sliders and what I like to do in Lightroom is use the color sliders in the black and white panel and adjust the colors individually. Yes. And that's how interesting the great colors. So basically you can target a color. So say the, the, the grass on the top of the rocks is green. Mm. I simply target that color and lighten it on the slider. That's and it's yes. going to give me more detail. Now, the yeah. rock the rock itself, the original color is, mm. say, a brown. Mm. I find equivalent to that, which would be, say, an orange or a mm. yellow. Mm. Tweak those sliders and you bring in all the detail of the rock face. The sky, yep. Val, is blue. If yep. I bring color of the sky right down, it now goes from being a light gray to almost a black. Yeah, fantastic. And you get the black looking skies, and then you can do the same with the cloud, and then finish it off by adding clarity. Clarity is increasing the midtones, it, it increases the contrast in the midtones, and then your image pops. And then you can also tweak the blacks and tweak the whites individually, mm. and suddenly you get an image that looks meh in black and white. <laughs> Oh, my God. (laughs) This is true. So this is fantastic. Have a look at the show notes if you can because Gina has started off with a raw image of this cliff, which looks, you know, it looks okay. But when you um, convert it to black and white, it doesn't look that exciting. But you might be tempted to be using in Lightroom or whatever um, tool that you're using, you might be tempted to increase darkness and shadows and brightness and contrast. But one of the things that Gina said is actually use the slide in the in in actual colors even though it's a black and white image and the result is fantastic so that is a great tip Gina thank you for sharing that and then adding clarity is the Mm. other friend of black and white as well so that gives you uh, a great look so if you want to look at some masters of black and white, uh, my recommendation, I would check out the work of Ansel Adams, yeah. Robert Maplethorpe, yeah. Herb Ritz, uh, three that I like my personal favorites. So I've put links in the show notes if you want to check out their work. Uh, I just think they're great examples of, of black and white, Herb Ritz. Herb Ritz worked beautifully in portrait photography. He worked in hard light. So he often Mm. shot at midday or late morning or early afternoon when the sun was very hard, worked with those shadows beautifully Mm. and used those as as part of his images. Uh, Robert Maplethorpe worked with both still lives and uh, he did a lot of nudes. Mm. And again, worked with his the, the the tones in his black and white images are beautiful. I warn you, Robert Maplethorpe's work isn't for everyone. It's a bit on the R-rated side, <laughs> uh, so uh, you know, sort of warning before you maybe open it at work and and get in trouble and then blame me. Sorry, 
Uh, Ansel Adams, work is very safe. Uh, you can open that in work. You won't freak Jan in accounts out. Just imagine if you're sitting next to Jan in accounts and you open uh, Robert Maplethorpe and, uh, yeah, so perhaps not. But no. uh, stick to maybe Ansel Adams and you're pretty – oh, maybe not Herb Ritz. Just uh, open the Ansel Adams if you want to look at good black and white <laughs> at work and then in the privacy of after hours, <laughs> look at the other stuff. But great black right. and white. There's a Cartier Bresson as well, beautiful black and white. Mm. So there you go, Val. That, uh, that's my enthusiastic. Yeah, uh, you are very enthusiastic about black and white. So black and I white. love, in love, obsessed, obsessed. Okay. change my Facebook status to oh – Black and white. In a relationship with black and white. How much has that changed now? Because when I was a kid and you were dating when I was young, you were dating someone and you Mm. split up with them. It was like that. Like that. You used to say in Australia, if you wanted to date someone, you used to say, mm. "I'll age myself now badly." Mm. Will you go round with me? That's what That's the guy right. would. And you were going around or going. No, step no, no. In. Or it was the, his will friend go, asking on his behalf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David wants to know if we go round with him. Mm-hmm. You go with me. Will you mm-hmm. go with me? And you go, yeah. And so we're going around with each other. And mm-hmm. then, but when it was over, you're dropped. Yeah, that's right. You're drunk. Okay, and that was it. The relationship was over. So, and people say that oh, in the day age of social media, it's so cold. It's no different. So now it's like you're in a relationship. You you post on Facebook in a relationship, <laughs> and and then the way to drop someone, unfriend them. Relationships yes. uh, un, he, he, he unfollowed on on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and blocked them on Facebook. That's right. <laughs> so how did you get onto that? that? How did you get onto that? You're in a relationship with black and white. I'm in a relationship with black and white until I decide to unfollow. Okay, great. Well, I yeah. guess we can expect to see many more photos, black and white photos from you in the and coming lots of posts with months. me going, oh, my God, blessed. I'm so <laughs> lucky black and white just bought me this beautiful bunch of flowers, blessed. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think you're making fun of people now, Gina. No, not, so not, have a not, think about what not. you want hashtag Gina challenge to be. Well, I guess it's going to be pretty obvious, to be honest. You don't need to have a think about it. I would guess that you're going to say that it's going to be hashtag black and white, right? Oh, my God, you're psychic, Val. I'm psychic. I know. Amazing. (laughs) So (laughs) um, every week we have a challenge, hashtag Gina Challenge, and then we have a topic. This week it's hashtag black and white. So make sure you head on over to the Facebook group and you can uh, find that if you're new to us at uh, by searching for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community on Facebook. Join. It's free. And uh, that's where we upload our hashtag Gina Challenge pictures for this week. You can interpret black and white, hashtag black and white, however you like. You can do, you know, whatever version of or whatever you've taken out of this, um, uh, this particular episode. We would love to see your black and white shots. And, of course, for those of you who are interested in the gold community where you get personally mentored by uh, Gina and also have um, regular tutorials and a monthly webinar where you can ask questions and have your photos critiqued, uh, check out the gold community at ginamilitia.com and just click on join the community. Anyway, until we chat again, Gina, what have you, you know, got coming up in the next week or so? 
I've got some processing to do. I'm in pre-production for a shoot and Mm -hmm. I've got heaps going on, Val. You? Awesome. What have I got going on? I'll be doing some weaving, but uh, today I <laughs> the took black some. black and white, awesome. In black and white. Today I took some shots of my baby Rexy, my little cat Rexy. Um, so I will be. On the big boy camera? Yes. Um, so I will be doing more of that because. What about um, Rocky? Yes, him too. <laughs> Did you take photos of Rocky? Um, so the other day I did, he was in a great spot and I thought, oh, I'm going to take photos. I grabbed the camera and, um, started because he's quite active. So I would, I didn't chimp, um, but I should have, because if I bothered to chimp and, you know, because I did come from, I'm not young, so I did come from the days of film, and yeah. you you had to kind of set it right at the start and and get it right. So after taking a multitude of shots, I realised there's no card in the camera. <laughs> right. Oh, you, you need to set your camera so that it won't let you take photos without a card in it. Yeah, you can set. You can set the. Is it the Mark Three? The Mark Two? Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can go into the menu and set it so that it won't. You can't physically take a photo without a card in the camera. Yeah, so poor Rocky missed out. Well, that's equivalent mm. to not having film in the camera. Yeah, <laughs> that could have been like the magic shot. It could have been the money shot. You didn't shot. chimp. You didn't mm. even check, or you would have mm. got an image, but then there was nothing. Yeah. 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 Anyway, all right, so I shall be doing all of those things. So uh, we wish you, everybody, a great start to 2017. We're already getting into it. It's already the second week. We hope that you uh, check out some of your black and white shots and we look forward to chatting to you again next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.